Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you by our great sponsors, DMC Fins. DMC Fins are the best training fins in the business. Just have a look around in everybody's kit bag on pool deck and there's a pair of DMC Fins in there. Swimmers, surfers, they're all using DMC Fins as their choice of aquatic propulsion. Even superstar Cody Simpson is using DMC Fins to help with his training towards Paris 2024. Head over to dmcfins.com.au right now for all the latest deals and discounts on fins as well as hand paddles and other training aids and use the promotion code OFF THE BLOCKS for a 10% discount at checkout. Australia in four, the United States in five. Welcome once again for another week to the Shannon Rollison podcast. Thank you all very much for joining us this week as I bring in and introduce the host of the show, Mr. Shannon Rollison. Beanie already on, so you know it's you know it's cold. Morning, Shannon. How are you? Morning, Robbie. Not as cold as yesterday. Yesterday was the coldest June day or coldest June temp in 30 years. Minus seven and a half for all those uh, Northern Hemisphere guys that think we don't know what cold weather is. <laughs> oh, minus seven. And actually, that was your sleep-in morning, wasn't it? Yes, correct. The dog didn't get a walk either. <laughs> Nor would it probably want to. I don't know about your dog, but my dogs don't want to go outside in the morning. <laughs> as soon as you open yeah. the door and say, come on, it's time to go to the toilet, they, they just snuggle up in their bed. They don't want to go out, so... Minus seven, that's cold. And a half. (laughs) (laughs) Makes a difference. (laughs) Apologies, apologies. (laughs) And a half. Oh, yeah, that that is cold. Um, So that's the coldest, what did you say, and how long? Uh, 30 years in June. Mm. The month of June, so. Does much get done on a day that starts off at minus seven? Or do people just? Uh, I built a fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The, the morning before was minus five, so we had a little warm up, mm. and I was up for that one. So, yeah, yeah. so minus seven and a half. Don't miss mm. the half. Um, speaking of fires, I wanted to talk to you, see if you ever set up that uh, fire down in Melbourne while you were down there. Um, before we get on to. <laughs> Before we get on to last week's trials, um, Shannon, State of Origin Game 2 has been run and won, and unfortunately, once again, New South Wales is on the losing end. Did you watch the game? Oh, did they lose, did they? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah they did. <laughs> Have you not already been told by all your Queensland mates about a thousand times? <laughs> I don't want to talk to a Queenslander. <laughs> I want to see a Queenslander for a long time. I'm sick of Queenslanders. They just come out of the woodwork. As soon as they win, everyone's getting text messages from everyone. Anytime uh, New South Wales, but you don't hear from them. They don't say anything. They don't say congratulations. They don't say well done. They don't say anything. But if they win, oh, you hear about it. You get sent memes and all sorts of different things. Last week, they were trying to make out that they were the underdogs. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. I'm like... You're kidding yourself. You're absolutely kidding yourself. At no point is Queensland ever the underdog. They spend more money on sport mm. than every other state combined in the country. Yeah. Uh, and they, they'd won in Adelaide and they were going into the cauldron, mm. you know, like there's no way. No. no. Anyway, 
Yeah, congratulations to him. Um, I don't like saying it. I didn't watch it. the last 20 or maybe the last 15 I didn't watch. You just I knew just, where it was heading and thought, no, nah, that's it. Yeah, I turned it over. Midsummer's Murders, there was more action there. <laughs> Midsummer's Murders. Oh, uh, yeah, no, you didn't miss much. I think there was a, a bit of a kerfuffle at the end of the game and a couple of people got sent off just for doing silly little headbutts and nonsense. But, um, yeah. Congratulations to him. I don't like saying it. That's the only time you're going to hear me say it. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying it. You're not saying it. <laughs> you're a worse loser than I am. <laughs> I at least get that part out and I think, all right, that's it. I'm moving on. I'm not saying it. There's a point last night where I wasn't even going to do the chat this morning because I just didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I woke up this morning and thought, oh, I'll, I'll do it. Mm. <laughs> Felt better about it. You, nearly, you should have just sent me a message. I'll do it, but let's not talk about football. <laughs> uh, something we do want to talk about this week, Shannon, though, is uh, the trials that were last week. So obviously um, for everyone in the swimming community, I think pretty much everyone knew what was happening last week. There are lots of different trials for, for world teams going on around the world. Uh, here in, down in Melbourne, we had one for the Australian swim team. Uh, it was on nine now, so I don't know how many people watched that or how, how that went. Um, I watched a few of the heats and finals. What yeah, I think there was about seven people. It was there. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> seven. Seven. <laughs> just Molly O'Callaghan's family just watching her, <laughs> watching her win. Um, yeah, no, no, it was um, – the coverage seemed to be all right, but, yeah, no, we'll, um, I guess – get a bit of feedback from that moving forward. Um, how was your week down there and, and how did the team how did the team go and, and how was your plane landing? Uh, the internet's okay? You froze there for a sec. Oh, mate. But I did hear the plane landing. Yes, that was my question was, how, how was your week? How did your athletes go and how, how was your plane landing? Crashed into a side of a mountain. Did <laughs> that dramatic? There was no landing. That dramatic into the side of a the mountain. Side. It didn't even attempt it. It just <laughs> crashed into the side. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was the worst meet I've ever had. Really, it was just a complete disaster. Yeah, yeah. From what aspect? Obviously, I mean, just, times you, weren't what you're after. Yeah, I wasn't going to get any better. Okay. No, no. Oh, well, we had zero PBs. Oh, I think we had one. Yep. I'm not even going to count it. Zero sounds better. <laughs> uh, have, you had, have you had time to come back and have a look at that and, and assess it, or are you still kind of just thinking, no, I don't want to talk about it for now and just give me some time and we'll have a think about it after? <laughs> Is it like no, the No, yeah, I've been... Um... <laughs> I've been having a look. The um, there's a couple of things. Obviously, there's always more than just you know one thing. I mean, we yeah. went down. I one uh, of yeah, we've had a good season um, right across the board. You know, but we went down. Uh, one of the girls been going really well uh, in backstroke and that. So she developed an injury in those last few weeks. So that sort of went in thinking, oh, this is going to be hard, but um, and she'll probably be sort of out for any around six to eight weeks. Um, it's going to take – she's got a hip injury. Um, and then if we got off to a good start, at um, a DQ in the first event, just left the blocks, like didn't even wait. So, so I thought, oh, <laughs> this doesn't look good. And then uh, I think on day two, I had a, uh, one of my swimmers dislocated his thumb, oh. finishing in butterfly. Yeah, so that wasn't good. No, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> it was a bit like the meat. Um, on the on day one, they had to – you weren't allowed to warm up uh, because they hadn't measured the pool properly or something. What? So everyone, yeah, yes, yeah, so everyone was warming up outside. Uh, and then day two, it got off to about 40 minutes late because um, touch pads weren't working. Um, 
I think they only had nine, nine or ten backstroke wedges, and there was just one dodgy wedge all all the time. So there was a di- delay. What is this? A district meet? Yeah, yeah. There was <laughs> a delay in the women's two hundred back, men's hundred back. I, I thought they were in the water for like three or four minutes, but someone timed it. It was like six. So they were just sitting in the water waiting for these backstroke wedges to, you know, be changed over and things like that. You couldn't you couldn't read the scoreboard, um, so they ended up putting a TV in the coach's pen. That's what it was called, the coach's pen. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, I remember one of those from up on the Gold Coast, that little pen thing. <laughs> <laughs> And then, the, yeah, and they were pretty strict in the warm-up. You weren't allowed to wear uh, flippers. You weren't allowed to use a kickboard. You weren't allowed to use paddles. And and they were stopping swimmers who were trying to. I remember seeing Emma McKeon just kept going and then <laughs> this one lady, she just went off. And uh, it was Dean, myself, I think Adam Cable. We were like, well, we don't coach her. <laughs> and, two, two and then we pointed to Michael Bowl down the other end, and off she went. And uh, she was marching down. <laughs> uh, oh, so I don't funny. know what was said, but it was it was quite animated from fifty meters away. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, you, you on we the all, last night. We all know your stance on fins in the warm ups, anyway. So. You you yeah, were probably no, rallying no. behind her. You're probably go on, love, get down there and go get them. <laughs> yeah, I, I was saying these fins are going to ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we know your stance, and DMC fins know your stance as well. <laughs> yeah. So um. Oh. <laughs> so in the end, I, I think my, the season was too long. Uh, probably looking at it. Um, at the moment, you know, I probably should have tapered them for three weeks, although I've never tapered this group for three weeks. But um, they just didn't come up. And, um, you know, we'd had a good meet. No, sorry, we'd had a good year. And uh, what did we do? We had four four meets. Yeah, I might look at that and um, cutting one of them out. In the lead um, up, you mean? Yeah, so what did we have? New South Wales Open, then we had Australians, then we had... The you gave up to Sydney Open, didn't you? Open, yeah. In May? So Sydney Open in May. So um, so I'm going to look at that as well. So they might have been a bit overpowered. Um, so, yeah, so it was just... And, and, and the other thing, like... There was a couple of sets we did where they just got a bit excited and and in the heart rate sort of stuff, and I think they went a bit fast. Mm. And uh, I I let them go, thinking, oh, let's just see what happens. Well, now I know. (laughs) (laughs) You got your answer. (laughs) So um, so yeah, but uh, yeah. What about uh, Bronte Bronte Campbell twenty twenty four eight? Uh, one, I mean, it's only a little bit quicker than what she went at Sydney Open, but still it's a 50, so you're not going to get dramatic improvements. What do you think of that? Uh, yes, well, she went 24.82 in the heat, um, and stroke rates were quite low, and um, it was pretty efficient. It was the same same count uh, as the that uh, meet four weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we both, I mean, I certainly thought she could go... Uh, get under four seven, um, and then I thought that that swim would be good for her uh, for the final. She warmed up well and everything like that. Uh, she missed the breakout a little bit, and um, and her, fish, her finish wasn't uh, much chop either. So um, uh, I think they they're the two areas where she lost the twenty four six. We've gone back and had a look at the footage, and she's seen that so. But it was interesting, like, um, with everybody around her and stuff like that, she said, normally I can, you know, process the race, but she said, I, I just couldn't do it. And so what I think, you know, in that sense, you know, the 18 months out, she's just a bit rusty, you know. Mm. So, um, uh, so yeah, so 
Um, she's, you know, she's back in Canberra. We're training this week. She did a good set last night. So I think she's a little bit better than, than that. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Still a little improvements though. Like based off the first one back was a you know twenty four nine, then twenty four eight two, and then even it wasn't a drop that you guys probably thought was there, but it was still an eight one, so it's still faster than the morning. So it's still little positives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, she lost quite a bit in the finish, mm. um, and I'm going to try and track that data down. Um, and certainly, I'll. When I compare the morning finish to the evening finish, there'll be a fair bit of time there. Yeah. Without giving too much away, and you don't have to answer this, but it's just a question that's come to my head. Is that the the area that she and you have identified in the 50 to try and make the team for, for the Olympics? Or is this just a part of the journey and it's still the 100? Because we're just... Obviously, we're going to get to it with the, with the girls in the 100 and the times that we're starting to see now, which is just getting really really competitive um have you sort of looked at the 50 and thought well, that that might be an opportunity there to get in in an individual or is this as i said just am i thinking too much into it this is all just a part of the long plan or yeah, is it fun. just kept mind your business robbie and i'm not going to tell you anyway <laughs> no, no it's just part of the long plan so yeah yeah, because goddamn, I mean that 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 final next year at, at Olympic trials, that's going to be close to getting that. Even in the top six, it's the top six, isn't it? That goes because you get your relay spots. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that, that's going to be a race. Um, now I, I know better than to just assume that you watched any of these big races or, or eye catching races down there because we we know that you're busy. And I did actually see you on TV talking to Boxall, by the way. I don't know. It didn't look like look like you're whinging about something. I don't want to cast a spoon. It looked like you were you had you were pointing fingers and you just you just had that face like you were you were really telling him what you thought of something. Um, and having known you, I thought I bet he's, he's telling him. Might have been about the scoreboard, Shannon. You might have been saying, and look up there, you can't even see. You can't even see the numbers. <laughs> um, so I know better than to expect that you've you've got a chance to see stuff. But um, did you get to see any of the racing at all? And did any of the races catch your eye down there? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did watch some of the racing. Um, and Dean, that was that footage. I'll never get <laughs> next time Dean comes and, and up to me for a chat, I'm gonna send him away because um <laughs> we'd been talking earlier that morning and uh, we were getting coffees at the same place. And so we'd had a chat at the coffee place, um, leaps and bounds. Mm. Um and then we he came up and was asking me a few more questions. Uh about what we were talking about at the coffee shop uh, outside, and then I'm standing on pool deck, minding my own business, just <laughs> trying to be insignificant, and Dean comes up and he starts, um, I think he was having a whinge about, you know, the facilities and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what we were probably talking about, you know. But it definitely looked like there was some, there was some, uh, yeah, some whinging going on between the two of you. I couldn't pick it. I was trying to even, like, see what I thought it could be, but I thought, no, these two are... They're whinging about something. But you're blaming yeah. him. You're blaming him. You're putting it out there right now that it was – you had nothing to do oh, with yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, he approached me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I was basically agreeing with him. And um, I think Michael Boll was talking about how Canada had, had their um, – uh, they've got all their dates all the way through to 2028. Mm. And um, I and yeah, you know, Dean was talking about that, and and I said oh, we, we still don't even know where short course is in in ten weeks. They still haven't announced it. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Ten weeks. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, and let alone what's going on next year. So um, I think that's what the conversation was about. <laughs> but um, I, I kept getting these texts, and um, there was about three in a row. And it was in the finals. <laughs> Who's this? Anyway, <laughs> it was Ava. And she said, oh, you're on TV, Dad. And you're now. And I'm thinking, 
I'm I'm outside. Like <laughs> surely you can't be watching me now. But it was the night of the women's two hundred free, so they mm. just kept playing Dean footage. <laughs> and because I was talking to him that morning, they they they'd been you know videoing it, obviously yeah. without us knowing. So um, she sent me a a uh, yeah she took a photo of the TV or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I went inside, and I must have seen myself way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self. Yeah. Give give Dean the wide berth. Yeah, he's a superstar. He, that's the camera follows him. The camera follows him everywhere. The camera is always on him. So yeah, you especially if if there's something predicted to be a big and there's yeah. a time that's gonna be, you know, the yeah, the camera's gonna be following him just to see if he's gonna get any more reactions. Um so yeah, you did get to watch some of the racing, Shannon. What um, yeah, what what races or or events or athletes caught your eye over the week? Um, the only one that comes to mind. Uh, oh well, there was two. I, I watched that turn of free, mm-hmm. and Molly's underwater work was just on another planet, and um, uh, so with her versus Ariane, and then um. I watched the men's 53, heat and final. So, Cam, I mean, I didn't see the stat for the uh, final, but it looked like he got a better start in the heat. Yeah. And I think someone said he was like 5-2 uh, for his 15. So that, that was that was good. It was interesting. And obviously he went quicker in the heat. Uh, so 21-2-7 was impressive, so... He's doing a good job. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to give a shout out to Thomas Nowakowski. I think he went twenty-one-eight in the final as well. So there was another. Just because I, I know, based off uh, a previous, oh, the the preview podcast we did when we talked about yeah. twenty-two, and you said let's stop thinking that twenty-two is good. Like let's let's start reaching. And so he was another um, uh, swimmer that an athlete that twenty-one-eight-nine. So. Um, shout out to Thomas and his coach uh, and his team. But, uh, yeah, 21 to 7 in the heats, I think it's a shade off the Australian record, which Ash Callis still holds at 21-1-9, I think it is. Yeah, 1-9. Uh, yeah, so really, really close. So he's he's obviously targeting that, getting some progression. And so, yeah, that's that's really um, exciting for, for the next – well, for now and see how we go at Worlds, but obviously – if he's getting some progression at this stage, still another year to the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And I asked Ash if he thought his the record would go, you know, in the evening. He thought it would actually. So, um, um, but you know, finals can do funny things. So, um, but yeah, that twenty-one eight comes second. That's good. You know, so so moving in the right direction. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, Molly also in the hundred free um, got the got the chocolates over Emma and Shana Jack. What do you think of that race? If you maybe didn't see it, maybe you caught up with it after. But good swim. Um, is it just something that Molly's at the right time in the right place this year? And don't count your chickens before they hatch. We still got twelve more months um, to see whether these other girls. Get more progression and 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 drop any more and and come back to where they probably were at or know they can be at or is this? I think I mentioned it last year with uh, last week. Sorry, with Sam Short. Is this a changing of the guard? Are we starting to see now? Is this maybe a sign of things to come? Um. Oh, who knows? You know, Molly's got age on her side. Um, some of the older girls have still got you know half a second up their sleeve. Uh, yeah, I think that race will be one not to miss next year. Um, mm. so, uh, but again, you know, Molly's underwater works, you know, probably second to none. I, I can't remember seeing anyone, um, off the top of my head anyway. So, and, and just sometimes you see people that are really good underwater work, you know, in a short course event, but, um, Never, never seems to stand out as much in long course, but she's she's really doing some damage. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. She put that um, 200 together really well as well. That last 50, as you said, the underwater off the turn and then into that last 50 was brilliant. Um, What else did you see down there? I know Kaylee McEwen had a a pretty good week and fairly comfortable by, I guess, the standards if you're looking at competition-wise across some of these other races where it came down to a a final touch where some of her races – I think even the 200 back, she was just blowing people away. Yeah, well, I didn't see that because I had a girl in that race, so I was watching her. Oh, no offence then, Shannon. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Um, I watched the men's 200 free because uh, Kai was, you know, he missed the final and then he was into the final lane eight. Mm. And um, it just, you know, I remember when when that happened, I went, oh, this this has got um, 1991 World Champs written all over it because <laughs> Hayley, you know, Kai's mum won the World Championship in the 200 free from lane eight. Mm. So if I was coaching him, I'd be, you know, bringing up the you can win it from any lane type stuff and, you know, Kieran and in 96. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, I did speak to Dean about that afterwards and I won't say what he said, but. It was, it, was a, it was a big race, especially from out there. Well, he took just it took out. it, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Just went for it. Good on him. So. Mm. Is, that, um, is that sometimes a case, Shannon, where with our race plans and our sports science of it all, is that sometimes a, a – and I'm sure race plan and sports science played a part in what he, what he did for sure – but is there sometimes where we we overcomplicate things too much? And that was just a case of he got out there, he took it to him, he's he's backed his training and he's he's back end of it and held on. Yeah, well, um, he might need to look at his, you know, did he do everything he could to get himself up for the morning swim? You know, mm. morning swims are pretty slow um, across the board, so. Um, but you know, also the you know the temperature of of the facility and and the outdoor, uh, and even where they had the swimmers, the, sw- the swimmers were just sitting on a floor in the foyer. Um, they weren't to go into the swimming area, which I didn't really realise uh, until someone pointed that out to me. That this you know, so there wasn't much atmosphere. It was very dead. Um, you know, I, I remember that. First, first or second night, and I was warming up in the comp pool for the uh, finals, and there was, there was like, I don't know how many people, but if someone said there was fifteen people in the pool, I would have gone, oh yeah, that that'd be about right. Mm. So, um, and and you know maybe because of that, that contributed to some s- slow heats. So yeah. Oh well, yeah. Caught out of it. You know, he's only he's only eighteen or nineteen, isn't he? Yeah, he's nineteen. So he splits with twenty four four, twenty seven one, twenty seven two, and then twenty seven four at the back end on that last fifty. So um, yeah, it was very impressive. Well done to to Kai and the coach and box and parents. Um, <coughs> pardon me. You mentioned it there in terms of the uh, slower heats and. I think we've got some stats um, and some st- uh, st- there's some spreadsheets that have come out from our spreadsheet guru, uh, John Shaw, who is it's, he's dead set. I, it sounds like I make fun of him about it, but I'm I'm genuinely impressed with with the amount of detail and stuff that he puts into these things. It's I I do believe that he's also got other people asking him uh, to send the stuff to them as well because. Uh, they see the level of detail that goes into it, so he's firing these off to to all sorts of states and coaches as well. Um, but I do believe, yeah, there were some stats, wasn't there, Shannon, that came out over the last or that week about um, conversion rates from best times from heats into finals or even from entry times into into heats. Um, do you, is there a reason, do you think, for this? Is, did we see maybe a few too many... Um, junior athletes attending and 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 maybe it was you know one bridge too far in terms of getting up for another big event we've had a lot of big events over the last 
uh, I think you even mentioned it yourself, didn't you, really, in terms of your own program? Like maybe we've we've had a few too many big ones and if you've got a 15-, 16-year-old athlete who had a really good age nationals and then, you know, maybe they, they stayed and did uh, open nationals in on the Gold Coast as well and then maybe they've backed up and then I'm not sure and you're a much smarter um, swimming brain than me to, to come up with the answer. What did you think when you had a look at those stats? Did it point to kind of anything in particular? Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's just so much around stats at the moment, isn't there? And there's it's a statathon. Um, <laughs> it's a statathon. And, you know, like if you went into a meet like this, and you had a lot of youngsters who could improve on their entry time, which you would think is around the best time, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yeah. So your entry time to heat stat could look fantastic. Um, so looking at the numbers here, it's, you know, New South Wales is twelve percent, Queensland's fifteen percent, Victoria is eleven, South Australia was four. Right. So. But they're four because they've pretty much got a very, quite a senior type program, haven't they? So they yeah. probably didn't need to go that hard to make it through. Mm. Um, WA sixteen, they were the highest, um, and they've. You know, I was speaking to Ben, and he's got a lot of 16, 17 year olds in his program. Yeah. Um, and then when you went heat, heat to final improvement. Uh, South Australia was 80%, WA was 75%, Queensland was 86%, and New South Wales was 67%. And then entry time to final, and Drew was saying this, it's around about 40% all the time, and New South Wales was 40, 41 for Queensland, 36 for Victoria. South Australia was 13%. Mm. Uh, WA was... 25% and Northern Terry and Tasmania was zero. Mm. They were actually, yeah, they were zero right across the board. So I'm not even sure. Did they have some people there? They I was going to say, that, yeah. Tasmania yeah. had three swims and Northern Territory had 10. So, yeah, so, you know, you'll be careful with stats. Mm. So. It but, is interesting. Um, it is interesting, it's though, it's with – Pardon? As a meet. The heats were quite slow. So. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say. I mean, as you said, they are quite um, uh, tricky to, to read. And, I mean, in, in terms of you're looking at a Kyle Chalmers and Emma McKean and these sort of – I'm assuming they don't need to be dropping PBs. No. Um, even maybe at any point, really, unless they really want to, unless it's, you know, at, at their stage, they're probably looking at the PBs at the world champs, aren't they, or, or at the yeah. Olympics when they're getting there. So – it is, I guess, a bit deceptive on that. Um, but, yeah, what, just in terms of a quick question, just obviously I'm an age group coach. If you've got age group swimmers between 15, 16, 17 that, that have qualified for these sort of meets, uh, quite often we'll say, oh, let's do it. It'll be a good experience, right? Is that all? I mean, it, flip the coin, really, but it can also work the other way can't it in terms of being a, a bad experience where you get down there and maybe it's a little bit too much or you don't get the the results you're after and that might be a long lasting sort of memory of oh well when it comes to the the open thing i i, can't, I don't cut it yeah that's right absolutely um and i if if you if this meet was your first one just, just as a general meet, it wasn't a good experience, you know. Um, yeah. The whole setup, layout, all that sort of thing. So, uh, if you thought you might have missed out, yeah, I don't think you did. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're right. You you could have that sort of um, of experience. What I was talking to some of my guys about was about how all you've got to do is. Well, as a youngster, is a PB in the heat, and you can knock a lot of people over because, you know, like in, in the women's hundred breaststroke, you only had to go a ten to make the final. Mm. I think there was a couple of them. So, um, what I saw as a, as a broad picture was the the gap between the good uh, the established 
and the next tier is widening. Now, I haven't got any stats to see that, mm. but that's just, you know, looking back at the meet um, and even even while we were there, you know, um, there just didn't seem to be any new faces putting it on in, in the morning and, and, you know, establishing that their arrival. I, I, I thought Olivia Wunsch went really well. Um She's, you know, when we're talking about young new faces, she was got herself in finals, so that was good. Um, and but yeah, there just seems to be the next wave is. I don't know if they're intimidated um, by the, the, you know, the older swimmers. So, not sure what it. Can't, I can't really put my finger on it, but it certainly looks like um, there's a, there is a bit of a gap. Mm. In terms of uh, age group coaches and age group programs that do go to these trials and obviously uh, for a lot of coaches, maybe next year's Olympic trials is going to be on the on the t- on the sort of um, tip sheet because that's something that just be a great experience, right? That's what you think. You think, all right, let's let's all go to trials anyway and we've got these juniors. Is there is there a, a rhyme or reason in your mind as to what would constitute a good experience like what like if that makes sense so do you look at like you just said already this one i don't know if this one would have been a great experience you already sort of had an idea of what the the pool would be like and what the program would be like so you probably in your mind you had senior athletes so it's a bit different to you um but is there is do you look when you're when you're trans so okay you've got ava so you've got you've got an age group coming through yeah. is there a certain part that you go all right yeah let's let's go and have that experience for for the experience and is there a time where you go do you know what no nah, we don't <laughs> we don't we don't need that let's just your time will come just rest yeah i think um yeah i'm i'm a big believer in the australian championships and the trials for whatever the meet is should be the one meet I don't think it should be separated. Mm. Uh, I don't like um, where they're going with it. Um, so if you had an Australian championship with the trials, which has been done forever and a day, like, uh, you know, I left Australia after the 2012 um, Olympics and up until that point, I'd only ever been to one separate meet as a trials, and that was the 1997 Pan Pack trials, and that that was done swum in Adelaide. So it's not a new concept by any means, but what I think you have when you have that is you have you bring a group of swimmers, and of course, if you've got a you know if you're in a position where you've got someone who could make a team. Um, but the majority of us haven't. So they're going there for an experience. Um, and I think, you know, if you, at the end of the day, if you finish your swimming career and, um, you know, you become a mum and dad down the track and, um, you know, your kids say, oh, were you a good swimmer, mum? Were you a good swimmer, dad? Oh, I went to the, you know, 2024 Olympic trials. Mm. Yeah, and I I won a medal at nationals and got my picture. Oh, that's right. No pictures taken. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't help myself. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's an experience there, isn't there? Um, And if you you bring your team down and there's a club point score, they're going there to swim for their club. Mm. You know, they're going there to participate in a relay, you know, uh, at the Olympic trials. So whereas I think when it's just the trials, it it very much narrows the the experience. So um, which it does, it, that doesn't help the the wider community of swimming and the coaches in that community to keep selling the dream of this is all worth it um does that make sense 
Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's that's why I'm a big believer in that, you know, eight-day meet, seven-day meet, whatever it is, and, you know, having having more than just making the Olympic team there. Um, of course, that might be the number one focus, but I'd much rather have a, a two-, three-tier um opportunity for people and create that with the club point score um relays you know and then all those swimmers are there watching the olympic trials seeing the olympic team being announced they're not somewhere else in the country you know Mm. so um because i just think back to when jess made the team you know and, and i saw the tears in certain swimmers that I had, they had tears in their eyes, you know, and you you knew as a coach, oh, that really means something to them, you know. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, have we got new appointments in Swimming Australia yet in terms of direction and, and where we're heading? Is it? No? no not, I don't think yeah. so. Well, it would be a good idea. I think it's a good idea too. Um so it might be something that might come up over the next few years. Obviously, there's going to be with new new leadership, new direction, and maybe some new strategic planning and all that sort of stuff that comes into it. But um, not that everyone actually is a – I don't think anyone from Swimming Australia is a big listener to the to the Shannon Rollison podcast with no. Robbie Cox. No, they listen to Brett Hawke, those ones. That's where they <laughs> – that's who they listen to. <laughs> no offence, no offence. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think they should be listening though because um, I think that's great stuff and I, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, well, you've only got a voice if you've got someone in the water who's, you know, at that time, mm. so, uh, which is a shame, but, um, you know, it's been like that forever and a day. Um I remember John Carew telling me about Kieran when when Kieran stopped swimming. When when Kieran was swimming, the mm-hmm. phone was always ringing. When Kieran <laughs> stopped ringing, dead silence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, funny how that happens, isn't it? All of a sudden, the perception yeah. is that you, you don't know what you're talking about anymore, or you don't yeah. know what are you just lost all of that knowledge and experience. And um, yeah, no, no, hundred percent. Um, Mate, we're going to wrap it up soon because I think we've done a pretty good job of reviewing the week and, and how it all went. Um, outside of that, how's what's what's life like down in Canberra at the moment for you? I'm assuming the lawn would have been quite frosty at minus seven. Uh, yes, dead as a doornail, the old lawn. It's Because <laughs> <laughs> you're coming down for the ACT champs, eh? I am, yes. Could be quite a few people here. Okay. The sander... Uh, he's thinking of coming down. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if I get you guys over for a barbie or, mm. or um, a quiet ale or something and we're looking out over my dead lawn, don't <laughs> judge me by my lawn in winter, all right? <laughs> I'm going to take so, a video for Instagram to show all the all our loyal listeners the lawn. <laughs> and we could do a live podcast on the, that Friday afternoon. Oh, yeah, on around the, the fire. That would be interesting. Well, yeah. We, well, if you if you game, we could do that. <laughs> so I really right. enjoyed my time with Sander last week. You know, mm. We had great chats, and uh, he's really enthusiastic and keen. And uh, I think he's going to do some good things for New South Wales swimming if people listen. So, mm. yeah. No. Well, I, I think across the board we had some um, some good results down in Melbourne for from New South Wales perspective. So. Um, and obviously we know um, from our chats how well the juniors are going and how well they're progressing through. So, um, as you said, hopefully the direction is um, is the right one and, and we can get that right and then we, we start to see some change, which is really good and exciting. What about cooking, Shannon? Are you cooking this week? Famously, mate, we know that uh, Thursday's Shannon's day to cook. What about this week? Yeah, no, um, I came home this morning from work and Elle said, can you cook tomorrow because I'm going to Sydney for an excursion? So, uh, which is always a little bit safer and less hectic um, mm. when I'm <laughs> on Friday because, uh, well, tomorrow afternoon I'm not going to, uh, we haven't got a session on, so it gives me uh, 
plenty of time, headspace, because I haven't cooked for a couple of weeks now, so uh, it doesn't come natural. <laughs> when you've got more time, though, do you change it up or you stick with the same meal? I don't know, um, but I might add a few little things. So oh, look out. I might add some mushrooms. <laughs> uh, he's switching it up. He's starting to add some spices. Um all right. Well, listen, we've, we've had, a, as I said, we've had a good review of the week and um, we've got some, some really good chats coming up over the next few weeks. And um, stat guru David Clark's going to come back on a, in, I think, two more weeks, Shannon, to talk about the world champs and the history of the world champs. So um, looking forward to that. Uh, and then we, we're obviously going to keep covering um, the world of swimming. Did you, did you get a chance, actually, before I forget, here you go. This is, shows how much we prepare, by the way, guys. But I've, I've just come up with another question. Did you get a chance to see much of the other world champs around, um, uh, world champ trials, sorry, around the world with like Leon, Merchant, or a few of the others that were, were you know, doing some really good stuff around the world at trials? Yeah, I saw Leon's 200 brushstroke uh, and watched the footage of that. Um, he was under under world record pace, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. For the first hundred and fifty, and well under at the hundred. So, um, yeah, good luck trying to race him in the IM. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then I heard this morning that um, the two hundred butterfly uh, fella, oh, he's the hundred as well. Um, his name is Yeah, he's not going to worlds. Did you hear that? I did. I, well, I didn't hear. I saw it on Instagram, yes. Yeah. So uh, uh, that opens, that'll open it up. Well, it definitely does because he's head and shoulders, isn't he? Like if, when he's at his best, you yeah. know, it's, it's who's racing for silver and bronze. So uh, it definitely opens it up for sure. Yeah. So, um, but apart from that, no, um, I didn't see much else. Did anything else happen? Uh, no, well, other than obviously Leon, I think he was sort of the one that was kind of really sort of getting people's tongues wagging, um, as is I think will be the case for the next year anyway, leading up to P Paris. I think he'll be uh, one of the big superstars um, at that yeah. Olympics for sure. I mean, it's a home games for him anyway, but also just his ties to Bob Bowman and some of the phenomenal stuff we're seeing him do. I think it's just getting a little, everyone a bit excited to see. Because we, we do get, don't we, um, I'm going to say we get bored, that sounds bad. But, you know, we, we're looking for the, the what's the next big exciting thing. Like who's going to do something different? Who's going to break through and do something where we go, God damn, that was, we haven't seen that before. And I think he is giving off that sort of potential that he could do something that people haven't seen for a while, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he went 155 for the turn of fly. Um, so, yeah, and Bob's group's going really well, isn't it? Uh, is it Baker, the backstroke girl who went 203 for turn of fly? I'm not sure. I didn't see that, but you might be right. Mm. You might be right. No, it, no, Regan Smith, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, yeah. I knew of Regan, yeah, Regan Smith. Smith yeah, she went to 03. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, he's he's Bob Bowman. You know, I remember when I had, I did that chat with Bob, I thought I, I had like literally four coffees because I thought my brain has to be like, I'm I'm from Campbelltown. I'm pretty, you know, you, you talk to me. We have to sort of keep it quite, you know, um, What's the word? I don't know. It's simple. We just keep it simple, right? And I thought, shit, I'm going to talk to Bob Bowman. Oh, I've got to have four coffee. I've got to be, I've got to be ready to go. I've got to sound at least like I half know what he's talking about. So, um, no, he's, he's a good man, Bob, and he's a smart man, and um, he's doing a good job over there uh, yeah. in Arizona for sure. Uh, all right, let's wrap it up. Thank you to everyone for joining us once again this week. As I said, um, We'll, we've got some we've got some really good stuff coming up. Um, we've actually got a Shannon a studio slash little office that uh, we're now we've rented and I get the keys on Monday. So um, that's exciting to get in there and, and get started in there. And so it's a, a progression for off the blocks. We've never had a studio or an office set up before. So now we might even be able to get some guests uh, coming in and, and sitting face to face, which is nice. Like I don't mind Zoom. But I do miss the 
sitting with the coffee face to face, having a chat with people and picking their brains. So that's exciting. We've got that coming up and then that'll lead, I think, back with off the blocks coming back in terms of interviewing special guests and stuff like that. So bit of excitement there. And thank you very much, by the way, while I'm talking about to Pro Swim Workouts, Mr. Nico, uh, because he uh, he uh, did help sponsor the uh, acquisition of that um, uh, little office space. We're only leasing it, but uh, he, he has sponsored the podcast. He keeps um, supporting and sponsoring the, the podcast. You know him, Shannon, because he came down and spent some time with you down uh, when he was yeah. out. Uh, he's yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good man. Uh, he always wants to help support. Um, I don't know how much really off the blocks gives him back. I know we, you know, we try, we, we mention off the pro swim workouts and we say go join and we say, I think he's he's very kind, and I don't know how much we actually do in terms of that give back. But he knows that we uh, support the world of swimming and the coaches, and and what we do is important for coaches to to hear and to listen and to to have that access to that. And he keeps supporting that. So Nico, mate, we love you. Thank you very much for your ongoing support. Um, and yeah, we've we've finally got a bit of a little studio, Shannon. So when you come up to Sydney, you'll have to come out to Rockdale. Oh, mate, you'll be impressed. It's it's so it's so good. It's, it's a little shoebox, but it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be fun. We'll do our best to impersonate Joe Rogan. Oh, actually, that, there's a podcast I haven't watched for a while, but I was, during lockdown, I enjoyed all of them. Yeah, he's good, Joe. He's 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 smart. He's got an opinion on everything. Um, I I I know when to say I've got no idea um because <laughs> more often than not there's a lot of things i've got no idea so thank you guys for joining us uh again this week uh, hope you all have a great weekend congratulations if you're a queenslander commiserations if you're from new south wales if you're from all over the world and you don't care about rugby league apologies for keep on bringing it up have a good weekend we'll see you all next week see you everyone Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you, as always, by ProSwim Workouts. Nico and the team at ProSwim Workouts have been supporters of the podcast from day one and continue to support the show and the coaching community more broadly with their platform, ProSwimWorkouts.com. Head over to the website right now and become a member to receive all the exclusive content, whether it's programming, in and out of the water, thought-provoking articles, or even just sharing of ideas. It is a one-stop shop. And for all those just looking to browse, head over to proswimworkouts.com to find free workouts, podcast tips, jobs available, and so much more. So what are you waiting for? I'll say it one more time. Head over to proswimworkouts.com right now and let Nico know that Off The Block sent you.